Going to throw here to Parker at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He is almost. He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in! He got it in! Oh, doctor! Well, howdy, guys. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. It's Monday, October 16th. And uh, we are here. It was a beautifully wonderful morning. And that's about the highlight of what I can find over the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, it certainly feels like a Monday. Yeah, you know, rather appropriate that we these to Mondays and yeah, good opportunity for us to kind of highlight the weekends and yeah, you know, it's more positive when we can get them, but unfortunately, that's not where we're at. Well, and I'm not just going to sit here and piss and moan either. So no, not at all. But. Ah, we are here. How was your weekend? I had a one. Uh, I had an absolutely wonderful weekend. So part of that is because I've gotten to where I don't base my entire happiness on a weekend over one specific sports team. Um, right. Something I probably learned a bit of the hard way when I was younger, but um, it's a lot more enjoyable when I don't have to worry about how good my weekend's going to be based off of something that I literally have zero control over. Um yeah. On Saturday, we did a good bull day. So I did all of the barbecue and we had a whole bunch of barbecue tacos and had friends over and my kiddo had some friends over and we just kind of smashed a whole lot of barbecue on Saturday. So the game definitely came secondary to having a, a wonderful Saturday with uh, with friends and family. Um, so that was that was really nice. Um, Sunday it was parade at home. So I was working. Um, but, you know, as is normal, I work on the weekends generally. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I had a good weekend, man. Um, you know, sports be damned. It was an international break for for Premier League, so you know it's one less thing to watch, and I guess you know one less <laughs> thing to get disappointed in, or uh, you know, or, or it could have been a a nice reprieve. But um, yeah, no, I mean, Ags went to to Knoxville and laid an absolute egg and looked like garbage doing it. We're gonna get into that, and then the Astros. Honestly, I didn't even flinch about the Astros losing last night because like, they're at home. Like, they're awful. <laughs> so you just, you know, just split the first two and then go on up to Arlington. Um, uh, I was, I was shocked. They couldn't get a, even scratch one single run through, but, um, but you know, it was kind of a perfect way to end the sports weekend. Well, yeah, I guess not technically it's, it's not technically over yet. The Cowboys can let me down this evening. So, um, so I'm, so there's, I'm saying there's a chance. Hey, um, there's at least a chance, right? And a little bit of redemption. Um, actually, baseball kicking off here in just a little bit. So uh, a good chance for a little bit of redemption early in the day, hopefully. Uh, we'll see how that shakes. Um, yeah, you know, at least pull one be, back. You can only be so positive when Dak Prescott's under center. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get him. No. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, solid quarterback, but it's another one of those guys that ends up at a franchise like he's just not bad enough to cut, but certainly not good enough to do anything outside of maybe make the playoffs every once in a while. So many interceptions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to sit here and preview the Monday Night Football game because, quite frankly, we don't really talk NFL outside of just touching yeah. on it. Um I did hear Louis Bolita earlier today say something though, and and it, he posed an actually pretty interesting question. Like, are we going to have to start taking the Texans seriously? I mean, they um, looked really good. Uh, yeah, they struggled with the Falcons the week before, but I mean, took care of business against the Steelers, who've been kind of up and down. They honestly looked pretty good. Well, on and again, yeah, we we say it plenty. You know, this is the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, like Cleveland won. You yeah. know, so 
Oh, and so just, that ending was wild. I enjoyed watching that. Yeah, I mean, just just remember that they. I mean, these they're literally all professionals at that level. So it's yeah. it's. I mean, it was kind of a wild week in the NFL, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, how wild is it though? You know, in the NFL, it, when you, like knowing the fact that they're all professionals and at any point, you know, somebody can jump up and get you. Right. Um, but I was working, so I was just kind of following the scores from afar, kind of slash watching my fantasy football team um, accidentally pull out what may be a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on. I'm on the. I've got. I've got a kicker on Monday night, and it's one of those. Like, do I play it safe and bench him? You know, like because can, can he win? hurt you? <laughs> can he? Yeah, hurt? but I'm, but I'm up by seven. Like he can hurt me. He can miss extra points. Um, I know I really should just bench him. Um, I'm probably gonna bench him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Sweet. Appreciate all the advice from out there. I got it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you're you're more than welcome there. Uh, so as yeah. far as as far as the rest of this path again, I'll tell you. Um, so we had Friday off, which was all right. You know, I always appreciate a good Friday off, especially after we just came back from that absolute monolith of a weekend uh, up into yeah. Wyoming. But uh, yeah, we go out and play Richland Springs. The problem being, unfortunately, uh, we left out and got there. Um, golly, like nine o'clock in the morning. We had to leave from Cat Spring at five in the morning, and we get there, gets get settled in, uh, finished loading all of our stuff up. We're done by 11. And the crazy part was we finished that up and there was like six bands that played this event. It's like a memorial benefit for a, a student, I think, that died like 20 years ago, but they've been doing it for 20 years. Oh, uh, yeah. And so it's a good uh, scholarship opportunity for local uh, high school kids trying to get out and do their thing. Um, which is always a very good thing to see happen. But we thoroughly enjoyed uh, getting to go play out there. It was a fun. It was a fun show, uh, all things considered. It just took forever to get us going because we didn't take the stage till almost ten forty-five. So we're there literally all day. Uh, split up the day by going playing eighteen holes. Uh, I always love getting to play a little golf when we're on the road. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, and we went and played in the San Seb, of course. Honestly, a pretty tough course. I was a little shocked, but it was fun. There was some good water features. Uh, fortunately, didn't end up in the drink at all. Thank goodness. But uh, yeah, uh, so they, except for you, they were just decoration. Oh yeah, I mean they were nice. I I you know drove. You had to drive one over a water feature that's right in front of uh, the tee box, which was fun. But yeah, uh, good shows there. Uh, yeah, that was a good show. And, you know, got to see the Tejas Brothers, which is a phenomenal Tejano honky-tonk band. Uh, so that was cool to see them play for the first time. And, yeah, lots of local acts that ended up performing, too. So it was an entertaining day, to be sure. But uh, we get back home, uh, drove all the way through the night, and then drove back to the house. I didn't get home till about 7 o'clock in the morning Sunday. And... uh I was definitely operating on fumes all day yesterday. So I didn't really take a lot of time to sit down and watch games and stuff because uh, from Saturday, strictly because we just didn't have any service. I was catching some updates throughout the day, but I kind of got the gist of how the game played out, you know, very similar to our last couple of losses, you know, get out hot early. And then just didn't make adjustments. And the crazy part is seeing in the post game players saying openly, we were still doing the same stuff. They just adjusted. 
like, what's that about? That's a fascinating statement. It is. Like, how do you not dynamically change throughout the game? That's such an important part of being able to win a football game is, yes, having a great strategy early, but then knowing what to do when adversity comes your way. And we didn't do that. Well, I'm just going to flat out say we sucked. Mm-hmm. And right now we suck. And that's just kind of where it is. Um, and yeah, there's a you can look at it through the positive lens of, you know, we're probably only a handful handful or two of plays away from being six and one. Um, but we're not, you know, um, the, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, I don't, I don't buy into that. It doesn't make me feel any better knowing that we could have won. In fact, honestly, if anything, it should probably make you feel worse knowing that it's only a handful of plays. That's the difference, you know, and two other losses. Um, couldn't top 300 yards on offense. Um, couldn't stop them on the ground. Couldn't get our run game going. Couldn't hold on to the football. Um, couldn't block. Uh, and that last one, I think, is where the biggest problem pretty much ends up being. Right. And and if you haven't seen, it's been circulating all over Twitter and Texas or X or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's the like they give out weekly grades. And I think we've kind of referenced these grades before for the offensive line. Yeah. And um, and the overall like if you took all the offensive linemen because it grades every single one that played. So we had a couple that rotated in um, like Demetrius kind of came in and like on his play, he actually got smoked. And so he got graded at a zero, which is generally not good out of a hundred. Um, no. But the overall line play, uh, like the overall pass block grade was 21.6. And again, this is still out of a hundred that like, that's not even an offensive line at this point. I mean, it's just like five dudes that we found out trying to hawk tickets and we gave them helmets. And we're like, Hey, just, you know, stand. Staying in front of the quarterback until the ball snaps and then you what ifs. Um, so I, I think, and it's regressing. And I think that's probably the most dis- disappointing part is the offensive line is getting worse as the season goes along, which it almost defies logic. Um, and the play calling, it seems like it's gone into a shell. There's no aggressiveness. We don't, we're not as up tempo as we were. Um, so I don't really understand why, because you know, the one thing we understand about Jimbo teams, they get better as the season goes along. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not this season no um so it's it's one of those uh, what's the fix i don't have there is no fix not that not that's gonna have any sort of lasting impact for the rest of the season you have a bye week so you have one extra week of practice which a lot of dudes will probably be sitting out a little bit here and there because this is when this is you know when you try and nurse back you know, for being dinged up and you're trying to get as healthy as you can be for the second half of the season but you're not going to install an entirely new offensive blocking package. I mean, the one you installed, they can't execute. And so like, to me, I, I think, I feel like one of the only ways to do it is you're not going to fix it, but you can mask it. Right. And there's ways that you can try and do everything you can to avoid the, the deficiencies on your team. Um, I, I think you got to go back to more up tempo. Um, I, I, that may not be the answer, but at least you give the defense less time to sit there and tee off. You know, if and honestly, my my biggest thing is trying to give an advantage to these offensive linemen because they're not making advantages on their own. Um, so I mean, do you go super up tempo, at least as up tempo as you're comfortable with going, to give the you know give the defense less time? You know, you, I mean, you do do a lot a lot more motion to get the defense moving laterally at the snap as opposed to north and south. Because mm-hmm. um, again, like defense went on. I mean, they, they they did their job. They can give up a ton of points. You know, it's yeah. 
So yeah, it's you know frustrating week times two, and now we get an entire bye week to stew over it. You know, sitting yeah. on a two game loss streak, and really Atlanta's completely out of the picture. Um, at this point, you have to be wondering where we're going to end up as a program, um, and where that puts us in a bowl. Uh, you know, it. I, I'll I'll never root for the downfall of of my program, so I'm not like I'm not going to sit here and be like I hope we lose out. Um, yeah. but. But it's it's serious gut check time, man, and and don't think that coming out of the bye week and playing South Carolina is going to be any sort of easy feat. I mean, we showed last year that South Carolina can beat us, and, and there was no reason for that to happen, but it happened. Um, so your question is kind of what do you do from here? It's not where do you go because what you do will dictate where you go. But I mean, what are you doing to change this? I mean, those offensive line that's that's laughable how bad that scoring out is it, and you don't have to specifically believe in that model hundred percent, but it's, it's a pretty accurate model showing you how you're performing in your position. And, and that was, it's pitiful. It's, it's just pitiful. Like, sorry, I, like we can sit here and blame the offensive line coach, but you know what? We can sit here and blame the players too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know that, you know, one of our biggest thing is we're not going to pick on these players because they're, you know, they're, these guys are young, there's, they're young men. Um, we're just normal men. Uh, we're just innocent men. We're just innocent men. <laughs> that might be uh, my favorite trend that started a few, a few months back, yes. whatever it was. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. We're just innocent men. Just innocent um, men. But, you know, and I, and I, I get that the defense gave up over 200 on the yard or on the ground, but uh, you know, they did that because they only gave up a hundred passing. It's the defense is continuing to do what you hope the defense would do. Right. Right. The it's, offense is just not holding up their end of the bargain. No defense has done their job and we've seen it from week to week. And I won't say I've seen a whole hell of a lot of improvement there, but it's been good to see the defense continually, you know, pretty much maintain status quo, hold down, do their job, limit the points scored. I mean, they haven't, well, we haven't allowed over 30 points since that loss to Miami. And we've done a very good job scheming on that front. You know, you mentioned with O-line, I think anything we can do to limit the time that they have to block the better, because obviously we've shown that uh, on the highlights that I have seen, I mean, if you want to call them highlights, uh, you know, tripping over our own guys and sacking our own quarterback with our line, you know, on fourth and fourth and short. I mean, these the are the clown type, show. Yeah, those are the type of mistakes that you see at the high school level. That's not something you uh, even at the high school level. I was going to say middle school level or even middle school. You know, like these are little stupid mistakes that, frankly, we should not be having to see six weeks into the season, seven weeks into the season. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, in theory, you shouldn't have to see it at all, but that's fine. It's going to happen here or there, but for so many mistakes to compile in one game. And, you know, if I had told you that we were going to limit Tennessee to 20 on the road, your first thought is, okay, we're winning. Right. If I had told you we were going to hold Alabama to 26 at home, you'd have probably been like, oh, yeah, we probably, yeah, we probably should win that game. I mean, Alabama scored 40 plus against us at home. So cutting that in half. Yeah, I mean, I'd take that all day. But we've shown that under the current offensive scheme, under the current play style, under the current quarterback, uh, for whatever reason, we're just not getting down and 
doing our job well. And I'm not going to sit here and dog on Max because I understand he's been forced into this position. And yeah, maybe his decision making a little slower than Connor's, but even so, he's shown that he can score when he's got proper protection. Well, I think it's totally fair, and and it's the same same thing we talked about after the Bama game with Max. He's you know he does hold the ball a little bit longer. Um, sure, his, his dynamic moving the pocket's a little different than Connor's. Um, not that it's necessarily bad. No, um, I think there are times that he makes slides in the pocket, um, maybe that um, kind of put him in a bad situation. But the reality is, what can you expect out of this dude? Given that you like the scores I just told you, how our offensive line graded out. What do you expect of it, man? Exactly. The only, the only kind of true high-powered offense you could ever have with this offensive line, you would have to have Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to have somebody that's so slippery and so unique and amazing. That's the only way you can combat what is just some terrible offensive line play. Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, it's where do you go from here? You're, again, in two weeks, you're not going to install something, you know, completely out of the blue. And, no. you know, I mean, honestly, why not? <laughs> yeah, the flip side of the coin is, you know, shit, why not? Maybe it'll Screw work. it. It's just so crazy it might work. Um, <laughs> um, but but you're also not going to, in two weeks, going to shore up technique and, and communication and understanding and something that you've been doing since the summer. Yeah. And really well since spring ball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, biggest thing now is if it were me and it's not, I don't get paid the bucks. I don't at any point receive a phone call on Saturday afternoons um, or even Friday night during the game planning. They they generally don't consult me, but uh, I would just let it rip on offense because there's no reason not to at this point. Like just let it rip, see what happens and let your defense keep doing what they're doing. And maybe by letting it rip, you know, you can – you can counteract the mistakes that you're clearly going to make quite frankly on mm-hmm. offense. So that that would be me going forward. Like just let it rip. Um, just play with your hair on fire on offense. And and honestly with the defense, you can hold Tennessee and Alabama to, to, you know, 46 points combined. You know, I, I think you can handle just about everybody. I mean, Ole Miss might be a challenge, but I, I don't Again, I don't know about Ole Miss. LSU could be an issue. JT Daniels con- continues to get better and better and better. Yeah, um, they can't play defense though, so just let it rip, right? Let, let it, it rip. rip. I mean, because that's... that's all that's all LSU is doing right now. They don't play defense, so what are they doing? Let they're just rip. letting it rip and seeing what, what happens. And you know what they're doing? They're winning football games. Yeah, like I said, I I think if we can open up the playbook a little bit, go out there and actually take advantage of some of the high octane stuff that we can do with the dynamic dynamic playmakers that we do have, you know, put them to work, feed the studs, right? That's the thing we've talked about. Well, we've got enough playmakers at enough positions to where we don't need uh, like an elite quarterback to pull this off. We just need, we need the game plan tailored to this quarterback Mm -hmm. to get it to the talent because everywhere he looks is talent everywhere, Mm -hmm. every position. But you got to do it to where he's letting it rip and you're not forcing him into these multiple like decision situations to where he ends up holding on the ball because he's kind of waiting for the perfect window to open up when you have to throw the ball into the window and expect your talent to be there. Yeah. Like down on the goal line, why we didn't just throw a little jump ball to Noah Thomas? I have no idea. Um, You know, it's, it's simple stuff like that. You know, and I don't know why we're trying to run 
behind this line in in, in, in short yard situations. Um, they just they haven't shown that they can they can pass pro or or run block. So mm-hmm. just get rid of the ball and get it out and let your playmakers go make plays. Right. Right. So, I don't want to sit here and lament on it forever, but sure. it certainly needed to be addressed. And if you hadn't if you hadn't seen or heard of that offensive line scoring, now you know. Yeah, not great. And uh, when, you know, if you weren't looking at uh, scores on a sheet, then you definitely saw it with rivals. It's just not there right now. Yeah, you, you, you didn't have to have anybody tell you that it wasn't good, but those numbers were so bad, I wanted y'all to hear it. It, it bears repeating. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of worse than we thought kind of thing. Um, so definitely. that's, if you can shore up the offensive line somehow, or if you can adjust the play calling to compensate for your offensive line, which is a, a crazy statement to make. Mm-hmm. But if you can do that, there's still success to be had because of the talent you have on the outside, because of the talent you have in the backfield, and because you have a backup quarterback that's better than most backup quarterbacks in the nation, quite frankly, when it comes to experience. Um, you, I think you just got to start eliminating decisions for him. Oh, yeah. Because then again, that plays directly into your offensive line not having to block for as long. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd take I'd take getting Evan Stewart the ball six yards down the field and letting yeah. him just do what he can, as opposed to waiting for him to get twenty two yards down the field and see if we can squeeze it in a window and where we either get sacked, we throw a pick, or mm-hmm. we just or sometimes just full blown miss the target. Right. So that's what I would do. Not sure. that that matters, but I feel like that's kind of the only way of moving forward because what you have is what you have. So you better start figuring out how to make what you have work. Yep. I mean, you can't play with what you don't have. So you might as well make things work with what you do have. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, no you, there's, there are opportunities. You may have gotten a short deal on a hand, but there's opportunities to still play poker, even if you don't have the greatest hand. Just go out there and bluff it if you have to, right? But... Yeah, I, I, you know, like we hopefully will see some, uh, some adjustment during this bye week. I've, you know, I've, I'll say we've got some faith in the guys to hopefully make some changes. But, um, we'll Short see. Passes and screens is how you bluff. That's, you know, and they have shown that they can work if, if you yeah, use go, them and use them right. Yeah. Go, go five wide and throw a screen. That's a bluff. That's a bluff. <laughs> That's a bluff. But you know what? Might catch him off guard. Who knows? Um, and of course, you know, speaking of Texags and X and everything else, uh, obviously the other discussion that everybody's really leaning in hard on, of course, is now talking about Jimbo and the language that we had post game. And frankly, the same stuff we've heard time and time again. You know, we just need to execute um, being the ultimate card that gets thrown in these situations. But you know, people are now, once again, jumping in on Jimbo and potentially wanting to work on that nasty little B word being buyout. Well, I'll be quite frank. I'm done watching the press conferences. Yeah. Um, you know, if I catch it later in the week when they want to do replays on Texas or Lubly, you know, like I'll listen to it, but I don't make, I honestly I don't make a point to, to pay attention to it anymore just because I'm kind of sick of it. Um, it's just, it's the same stuff. It's over and over and over again. It's, it reminds me of, um, I finally, you know, got to the point where I told my daughter, you know, she do something wrong. She said, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sick of freaking hearing. I'm sorry. Get it right. Stop saying sorry. We have a, we have a phrase in the band that I think you'll appreciate. Don't be sorry. Be better. Yeah. 
We use that all the time. Anytime somebody has a screw up in the band, you know, just instinct is to say, I'm sorry. And the first thing you will hear out of Travis Dutnick's mouth is, don't be sorry, be better. And that's been our stick. Like if we do have a problem now, we don't say, okay, I screwed up there. I won't do that again. It's like, that's exactly what we're looking for. You know, if we're having mistakes, we're screwing up, then learn how to adjust, get better, grow through it, become a better coach, become a better player, become a better musician, become a better, insert anything in the world. Don't be sorry, be better. Hold on to that. Well, it's, and that's the thing. You know, if every week it was some weird, different problem rearing its ugly head, you'd just be like, man, what a weird season. But it's the same crap every week. It is. It's the same crap every week. And people have been talking about Jimbo since we hired him as far as the money's concerned. And honestly, I don't I don't even care about it. It's just such a tired narrative from the national media. And it's just it's nobody like when you go to tweet or comment or put something on a message board and you're going to talk about Jimbo, the first thing you do is talk about the money like just stop. Like, we get it. If, if there's anybody in the college football world that doesn't know how much money he's making, then they're idiots. Not to mention he's not, not, not the highest paid coach, right? And I get that others are make, getting results. But here we are, man. It's a tired narrative. Like, dive into it a little bit. Steve Adazio needs to be gone, like, quite frankly. He should have been left on the tarmac in Knoxville. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you're not just going to fire all your offensive linemen. Um, but some something – from his mouth to their ears, there is a massive disconnect in in how things are operating. And it's not like this is new. It's if you've been watching at all since he's been here. All right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a biggest concern. Um, and quite frankly, you know, when you have a, a, a little bit of leash left, um, you know, assistants and coordinators are the first to go. Um I think Durkin, I think a lot of us have had to eat crow after that Miami game on DJ Durkin and how the defense has performed. Um, and I'm always happy to do it. I mean, absolutely. Ha- I mean, we did it happily on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I think Bobby Petrino is, uh, I have no problem with him being around and staying, quite frankly. But yeah. you guys are looking very specifically at your problems. And one of your problems is offensive line. And your most glaring problem, honestly, is probably your offensive line. Yeah. And at some point, even though I get it, like this isn't 10 years ago, you know, like you, you don't have to walk quite on eggshells talking about players as much because they are getting paid a little bit. They are. It's not just a scholarship money. You know, they're getting NIL and, you know, with money comes responsibility. And so if you're getting paid for a job, like be expected to be held to a standard and criticized when you, when you don't meet the expectations. But I mean, shouldn't that also obviously apply to the guy who signed a full blown contract for employment? Absolutely. He's shown us nothing. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to think back of, I'm trying to think back when the last time we had good offensive line play and it was certainly well before him. Oh, 2020 was kind of the last real good O-line. I mean, that was maroon goons uh, in that short season. And that was definitely a big part of why Kellen Mond was able to show off a bit. And previous to that, really the best O-line play I can recall is 2012-13. Yeah. When you had Jokel and, Matthews and um, all of those big dogs on the line that are still playing in the NFL. I mean, these were top level players at those positions. And yeah, that was Mike Sherman guys that came in and did very well under the early Sumlin system, especially recruit O-line. Yeah. And O-line was great. And if, if there was one thing that I appreciated about the Sherman era, 
is that he, while maybe not the top level guys, he knew how to develop talent very well. Yeah, he wasn't the greatest game manager. Yes, we all remember all the craziness of 2011 with all the blown leads. But at the end of the day, the guy could recruit the line guys. And not to mention, he had plenty of talent. But Well, I think it goes the other other way too, though. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was able to develop or to identify talent outside yeah. of the recruiting services. Yeah. Because I think if, if you look back at some of this tape, and then clearly he developed the offensive line, but I think if you look back, you'd be surprised at probably how good those kids really were and just mm-hmm. didn't quite get the nod from the recruiting services. Yeah. So I, I think it kind of went both ways for him. Um, sure. But, you know, that's – but think about how far back we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That What's was – the crap, man? I about to say, I was in college then. That was over 10 years ago. That was a long, long time ago. And it was very different – yeah, you know, it's like I would say different circumstances, but I mean we're it's the same circumstance. Our end end of the day, the circumstances win the national title. Go out there with the resources we've got, you know, and the state that we're in and the recruiting pool that we're in, the facilities we have, everything is here. Where's the problem? <laughs> Not everything's here, apparently. Apparently. Um, but yeah, so that's that that would be the only way I see optimism going optimism going forward is basically set everything up to compensate for your your biggest shortfall and your biggest shortfall is your offensive line. I was shocked about how bad Bryce Foster was. Um yeah. yeah. Like he just had, I don't I don't know if he had a nagging injury or or what. That was it was it was just nuts. But it's not like it was there was really just the, it was the whole unit. Um and it wasn't just in Knoxville. There's there's something fundamentally wrong with the offensive line. And when you get down to like it's the fundamentals and it's the approach, then that's the coach. Yeah. Okay. Cause here's a scary thought. What if they're doing it exactly how he told them to do it? Even worse. Right. right. <laughs> hey, no, so. you guys are doing it right. We're just, you know, maybe just execute what we're wanting it's, a little better. You know, it's not me. It's you. It's uh, not me. It's you. It's definitely you. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. So, I mean, again, like I'm not going to sit here and give up on the season. Um, no. I think it'll be nice to have a week off. I mean, hopefully maybe, maybe there's something they can do. Maybe they just have the epiphany of, you know, we're just going to go back to old school zone blocking, block the guy in front of you. And we're just going to do that the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes to improve, yeah. you know, because we have the athleticism. <laughs> right? right. Exactly. We got the talents. We got the dudes. So maybe just, you know, it's, it's like what you do when you get in a, a backup quarterback, you simplify some things, right? You have to. Let's like, let me call this to his strengths, and and we'll just roll with that. But we'll do what they're best at and what they're most comfortable with, and we're gonna stop throwing complex schemes at them that makes them look bad. And the only reason they look they look bad is because we're putting them in situations to not succeed. We put we're we're setting them up to fail. Right, and so that's that's a horrible situation for anybody to be involved in. So anything we can do to play to our strengths and get just strip it down to the studs yeah. man strip, strip it, it down, down to the studs yeah. and and however you got to rebuild it in the two weeks you have is is what you do you piecemeal it together you figure out what's actually going to work and if it's the one of the simplest things on the planet then then just do it you know and maybe it's maybe it's coaches overthinking maybe it's the players overthinking i don't know but you got to simplify it and you've got to compensate for the offensive line and if you do that still think you have plenty of opportunities to kind of snatch this season from the jaws of defeat 
Oh yeah, no, I think there's a chance to at least make adjustment and get better. And because you know, Aggies are going through it right now, bro. <laughs> no, they're going, they're going through it. We're going through it. Everybody's going through it. So I think we're going to be. I mean, we're all going to be okay. It's sports at the end of the day, but it's fun. You know, it's it fun to that talk way- about it. Yeah, you know, it, and I get it. Like it's it's a release, and it's it's like, sports is the place where I go to, you know, to get away from those things in life. You know, people are like you know, it's there's other things in life, you know, way more important. I'm like, yes, and it's I can't remember like a, mo- a quote or a show or something. Like, yeah, right. but sports is the place where I go to get away from those things for a couple hours. I'm t- allowed to turn our brains off as a society. Go enjoy something that's going to take your eyes off of the news, take the eyes off of all this crazy stuff going on in the world around us. And there's plenty of that. Don't have to go into it, <laughs> but we have plenty of going on in the world. And if we have the opportunity to just allow ourselves to enjoy a fleeting moment of a little bit of relaxation, whether that be through music, whether that be through sports, whether that be through, you know, going out to play around a golf, whether it's going on a hike, you know, just find those things to allow yourself to not worry because well, we have to. Well, I think more of my message is like, don't let it affect you that much. Man. Also that, also that. <laughs> like, don't let it affect you that much. Like, you know how much more I enjoy golf over the past couple of years? Like I'm not practicing enough, so there really should be no expectation. So why don't I just go out and enjoy it for the sport that it is? Yes. I'm nowhere near where I used to be talent-wise. Um, you know, I don't put in the practice. If I don't put in the practice, I don't know why I would expect to be better. It's the same thing with bowling. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I get upset when I suck one week when I didn't practice that week. Right. Um, but these things you can't control. Like yeah. you're not out there making the plays. You're not out there making the play calls. Like just enjoy it for what it is. Because right. if you haven't looked up, we're already halfway through October. Well, and also, I guess one other little thing. Why are we worrying about what so-and-so from XYZ fan base said this about my team? It's like, why do you care? I mean, <laughs> there, yeah, there's a time. And yeah, of course, the banter is fun on the on the Internet every once in a while. But, you know, people are getting like truly just mad at people yeah. about this stuff. And I'm like... Who cares? Like they're trying to get a rise out of you. Congratulations. They yeah, did. It's, yeah, it's I would I would just stress and it's and honestly, like I said, you know, I've learned this a hard way over the years, but like enjoy it. And if we lose, we lose. But goodness gracious, like man, it's it's it literally is just sports. And, and I get that they're they're I will admit that they're obviously a, a select group, albeit very small, relatively speaking that have dumped so much money into these programs that, you know, I understand why they're angry. Um, They're angry for the same reasons we are. Um, But then it just goes back to then, man, money talks, quit donating. Yeah. You know, you you keep going to the games, but you know, quit donating. You know, if you speak, speak with your, uh, with your checkbook. And I get that that kind of goes both ways. Sometimes you're like, well, I'm going to give more. So I have a bigger seat at the table, but that's always been a problem. You know, and a is not the only school just because you give a lot of money. Doesn't mean you get a seat at the table at all. No. Like you, you need to remember that, like, congratulations. And that's great and all, but you know, you earned all this money doing a certain job that has nothing to do with making decisions, you know, in, in this career field and, you know, this position. So it's, uh, Hey, A&M basketball's ranked 15th preseason. Oh yeah, gotta love that. Um, don't rank us propaganda. It's not gonna be very happy about that. 
<laughs> What's that? I said the the don't rank us movement's gonna be pissed off about that with us starting in 15. <laughs> uh, screw it. I love it. I don't um, I don't care. Hey, guess what? There's a little bit of hype around basketball. That's good. Yeah, us us being ranked has about as much effect as the t-shirt I wear on game day. All right. right. Like, None of um, it matters, man. Like, yeah, you can be a super superstitious bunch, but at the end of the day, you got to go out and play. And you know what? I'm excited for basketball. I am. I, I'm yeah, I'm really excited for basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something come out a couple weeks ago. They were doing, um, you know, preseason predictions, you know, top, you know, centers, forwards coming out and the top 10 returning point guards. And Wade Taylor was on it. He was like six or seven, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's in the country, man. Like, they're not mm-hmm. talking about the SEC. So I, I think we've got a lot of fun coming up. Um, but again, like I said, like, I'm not throwing in the towel on football by any means. No. I'm just, I'm trying to offer as rational of a take as as i can come up with in regard to like kind of and i don't want to say salvaging this season because it's not like completely in the dumps yeah but you have you've got to write this ship like straight up or it is just going to capsize um i I think you have to write the ship otherwise the rumblings about a coaching change are going to continually Kind of roll along as the season goes. Obviously, we're rolling into a bye week after two losses in year six. So, of course, you know, the conversations are about, but those are just going to get worse if we don't start winning these games. So we have to really go out there and <clears throat> show that we can make those proper adjustments. Well, and that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but quite frankly, if you start losing, I don't care how loud the rumblings get. Like, it is your job to win, and you are in year six. Um yep. You know, I'm not the one that writes the checks. And I don't know how much money's in the coffers to make any changes. Um, but I, I know, you know, one of the arguments is, uh, uh, well, you know, if you get rid of Jimmy, you're going to lose a lot of recruits. Potentially, uh, yes. We keep rolling out five and six win seasons, you're going to lose a lot of recruits anyways. Yes. And, so, you know, we've gone out and got talent. There's no question about that. Yeah. You know? You've you, <laughs> you got an entire, you've got an entire, almost an entire back end of the season left. So there's still plenty of time to get this thing turned around um, against opponents that aren't Tennessee and aren't Alabama, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, You're not going to have an easy time with Ole Miss and you're certainly not going to have an easy time with LSU, but here's the deal. By comparison, I would say between the last two games that we just lost and the rest of the season, these are very, very winnable games. And that's the frustrating part because, you know, what if, you know, we continually see, you know, do we have our annual struggle with Mississippi State? Are we going to have our annual struggle with whoever, right? It's Can, can we break uh, yeah. the cycle? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a big thing. Uh, and honestly, what would almost mean, mean more to me on the back end of the, of the season would be um, winning all your road games. Yeah, that's that. Speaking of breaking a cycle, like that, that would prove huge. Like as far as I'm concerned, like that'd be huge. Um, just for a psyche standpoint, from a program perception standpoint, especially when one of those is Baton Rouge. Yeah, um, a place that we haven't won at since the early '90s. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, we've suffered through some really stinkers since we joined the SEC in Baton Rouge. Yep. Um, but. Again, I guess all you know it's the hope that kills you. But all you can have right now is hope, and you can hope that they, you know, have a couple extra days for people to get healthier. I'm not gonna say healthy because at this point of the season nobody's 100. percent Yeah. But getting as healthy healthy as they can get, get something good installed. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about South Carolina next week as yep. we're actually heading into the game. So we'll actually do a bit of a preview since we'll be coming off a of bye week, so we can 
we got to do a preview and hopefully some sort of breakdown on playing the game, Cox. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely jump in on that. Excited. Um, Which, and you know me, there's still going to be some sort of positivity mixed in there. Well, we have to. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some. I mean, there's no doubt. I have a feeling we're going to be all right. Was there <laughs> was there any was there any games this week that caught your eye? Uh, you mean this past week? No, like this upcoming week. Um, I think there were uh, there were a couple. So obviously Ohio State, and Penn State. Oh yeah, um, top ten match. That really feels like that's who's going to be going against Michigan for pretty much the Big Ten. Yep. Um, a game that you know nobody had circled before the season: Florida State and Duke. Um, yeah, and yeah, you have 16th ranked Duke going into Florida State. That should be a good game. Uh, there's one that I think could be sneaky good, and I don't have any reasoning for this other than that I hope it is. Okay. Um, it's when Texas goes down in Houston play play U of H because they haven't played in a bajillion years down there. Oh, I know. And you know, you know U of H you know, is going to be up. That, that place going to be – hopefully it will be bouncing. I don't know exactly um, – Wait, is that in Houston? Yeah, yeah, it's in Houston. It's at Houston. Um, I, honestly, I don't know if, if Houston's worth a crap or not, but yeah, Houston, it, it always feels like one of those weird things. Like, it's like going to play tech at night. Like, it's just yeah. one of those kind of weird stadiums, weird things can happen. Uh, I mean, I, if I had to put money on it, I bet that Texas would go in there and take care of business. But um, I, I like that's one I kind of keep an eye on. And then um, just because I'm a glutton for punishment, um, Army's going to play LSU. I did see that. Yep. That should be it. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> if, if you remember a couple of years back, Army went into Oklahoma when Oklahoma was good and, and took him down to pretty much the last play of the game. I remember. Um, that was a good yeah, game. Hey, it's good old Army. We may be small, but at least we're slow. Um, <laughs> so, but no, Army uh, Army doesn't look half bad this year. Um, nope. I don't think they're as good of a team, an Army team that rolled into Norman, Oklahoma the other year. Yeah. But, um, but the triple option's weird, man. You mm-hmm. just never know. That's one of those where X, like, talk about a place where Jimbo should coach. Go coach at Army or Navy. You can just talk about execution all day because it's just the triple option. And if you execute, you can beat people that are better than you. Yep. Um, and, and then, t- you know, they have one third of the commanders and chief trophies this weekend, too. Navy yeah. But Navy's bad, bad. And Air Force is unfortunately good. Yeah. So that, I did notice that. I, I kind of hope it's a bloodbath, to be honest. Um, that's and that's kind of what I'm expecting. But yeah, no, those are probably the biggest ones. I feel like I feel like the Florida State and the Ohio State games are probably the two biggest ones on the slate, just as far as implications are concerned. Sure. Um, well, and I, I do think Tennessee Alabama will be interesting. It always seems to be these days rivalry game. Rivalry game should be fun to watch. Um, in, in Tuscaloosa, though, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it could be definitely interesting. Um, South Carolina at Missouri. I want to really see how Missouri is feeling because they just took down Kentucky on the road. Yeah. Um. And, well, and, and we get a little peek at South Carolina. Yeah. So this this could be a really tough battle for South Carolina. I mean, you feel like maybe Missouri's pretty legit. Um. You know, they lost to LSU in a game that really they kind of gave away. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. you know, they were in the driver's seat and just kind of gave it away. Yeah. Um. But uh, that's that's one to keep an eye on. I don't know that you know I'd watch it over other games, but it's definitely one just to kind of keep an eye on because, like you said, yeah, you know, we're gonna see what Missouri. Maybe this is another really good test, and if Missouri gets on a roll, then so be it. Um, uh, and then, but yeah, you know, also this will really be 
you know what? I might watch this game actually because this will really be the first time I've seen anything South Carolina to to any real extent. You know, I've seen a yeah. couple of short highlights, but I really haven't watched South Carolina play. Uh, so this may be one that I actually sit down and watch just so I get a good feel for South Carolina. To be quite honest, true. But well, should be fun. That's but... another slate of college football, man. So yeah. I mean, you got to be happy about it. Yeah, another fun Saturday. Thing. You you can be a yeah, you can be the biggest Aggie on the planet, but don't forget that chances are you probably also like college football too. Oh, you so. know, honestly, going and I, I do enjoy watching college football on the bye week just strictly because I know at that point, I mean, my team's not going to lose that day, so I might as well go in there and just enjoy the day for what it is. And so, stress stress free college football watching is best college football watching. Amen. Because. Because even if, like, if you have the night game, it doesn't matter if you're trying not to think about it. First of all, you're thinking about it. All second, of all, second of all, you're trying to lock in on a game, and and somehow it'll be a game, like, because you're probably gonna, like, you're, you're watching the Texas game, or you're watching, like, a Bama game, or Arkansas, and deep down inside, you want them to lose, and then yeah. they start winning, so that stresses you out. On top <laughs> of the fact that you're like, I can't believe we don't play till 6 o'clock. I go a whole watch another a whole another round of games before we get to ours. And the reality is, is yeah, you get to watch more games, man. So the bye weekend really is the best because there's you know you generally you're not ha- having to worry about cooking a bunch of stuff because you're bringing friends over or going someplace and bringing food. Um, yeah, you're not worried about if it's a home game tailgating and all the all the traffic. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a away game, if you're if you're one of those ags and you're not having to worry about setting up your travel plans, like you, this is it's this it's the one true stress free weekend. Where you can just fit, 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 fit. Like you don't even have to watch one game. You know, now yeah, now YouTube TV's got the quad. You can watch the quad, or mm-hmm. or you can be like me, just like constantly. Like four is not enough. So I'm like, I'm just more. Like, I need more. Yeah, yeah I need more. Yeah, it's, more. Well, I, I'm like my own little red zone channel. Like, <laughs> let's see what's going on in this game. Oh, let's go check out the army game. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I I I do. I'm I'm with you on that. I, I genuinely look forward to the bye weekend um mm-hmm. uh to watch football because it just you know, everybody's got like their secondary and tertiary teams. And I get that. Like obviously I you know I love army, I love watching army right. football, uh, but I also have realistic expectations for army football. Maybe army football Roy should have a conversation with Aggie football Roy about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about being realistic. Uh, don't worry about a thing man go be all yeah. right just enjoy yeah it. man just hey just enjoy it for what it is brother and that's kind of what that's what we always got to remember you know um yeah i remember uh last year baseball um yeah we didn't make it maybe as far as a whole lot of people but the reality is you really do enjoy enjoy it for what it is yeah um you know if football if football would just kind of pull their head out of their fourth point of contact right now and get going in the right direction you would have a bevy of Aggie sports all year long to be super excited about. Yeah. You know, you got to remember only one team wins a national championship. All right. So like at no point should you expect to be in the national championship every year. Um, what Alabama has done is a complete anomaly. It's completely insane outside of like the old John Wood and UCLA, you know, outside of that, there's almost no other type of rain like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, and I get it, man. Trust me, I get it. I believe Maroon as much as anybody on the planet, and I know it's frustrating, but it's it's so much more enjoyable for it not to like screw with my blood pressure or like give me headaches or you know yeah. like, um, yeah, because I like like I said on Saturday, it, it was a ton of work. I had my smoker rolling for like thirty hours because um, my nice fancy smoker took a dump on me, so I'm using like this little basically aluminum can um 
which is not big. So I had to space things out, but, but like the joy of having people over and, and doing something kind of fun and unique, like going back and doing like the old good bull barbecue stuff and, Mm -hmm. um, and making way too much pulled pork, which is another standard for me, apparently, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no no portion control, but like we had cowboy beans and white queso mac and and just everybody Mm -hmm. eating the food. And then some of my daughter's friends who, uh, you know, weren't around like her, you know, her college friends. So they weren't around, you know, when I had the, had the restaurant. So it was their first time having good bull barbecue. And so it was it, like, the weather was gorgeous. We had the windows and doors open, you know, it, it was, it was a beautiful Saturday minus, you know, a, a football team in Knoxville, Kentucky, or Knoxville, Tennessee that I had no control over. And, and as soon as the game was over, it was like five or 10 minutes of us standing around laughing about how bad it was. And then we got on with our Saturday and had, a fantastic weekend and quite frankly i was um i was like i was really energized coming out of this weekend um even though i had to do a little bit of work on sunday it was kind of one of those weekends where i was physically recharged like mentally recharged like it was good for my soul to have a fun day like that um so it was just kind of one of those weekends and so and this there was like the perfect example of even though the aggies lost that doesn't mean you know you know you gotta punch a hole in the wall and not talk to your wife until monday morning yeah, fortunately, don't have that issue around these parts. So you still have balls to punch. You I, still, to punch. I do have plenty of balls to punch. I'm sure you can see, but I, you'll be not. I haven't punched a single hole in the wall this year, and I didn't punch one last year. And last year would have been the year to punch. So well, it's, it's so that's that's two years now. It's a tradition. There you go. Yeah, we're doing okay. So we're cruising along. How's your yeah, week? Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be just fine. How's your week looking? Uh, busy. So um, actually. Uh, you know, like I normally say, Mondays are either take the half day or take the full day. Um, you know, I try and get admin and reset for the week because I'm the world's worst admin human being ever. And even when I'm busy on the weekends, I just never find time to do admin. Um, but I end up having like a business lunch today that kind of pops up out of the blue. I've got a closing this week. I've got so I'm I'm busy and I'm like really good busy and, and especially coming out of that meeting that I had earlier today. Yeah. Um, uh. But yeah, man, things are things are going great. The weather's beautiful. Um, yes. I don't know if we're gonna get one more summer. You know, the the the, the sneaky summer week. So, uh, I was looking ahead at the forecast. Uh, basically, there's this big ridge that's going to be coming through. So we will be a little bit warmer this week, kind of getting upwards into the 80s again. But after this weekend, another big trough coming through. So we're going to be getting back into the cooler weather. And from what I am seeing on the forecast, looking fairly wet for a few days, which wet, cooler at this point, getting into the back half of October, I'll take. But I will happily take uh, 80s on Saturday because there's a rather big show for us on Saturday afternoon, evening. So if you're in San Antonio area or Helotus, uh, we're out at Flores Country Store. Uh, opening for Muscadine Bloodline, who is a big time band out of Alabama. Yeah, Yeah, uh, they played uh, Chili Fest with us. Great guys, great band, phenomenal sound. Um, Really cool uh, interpretations on country music out of Alabama. Uh, Phenomenal. Where where are you playing? uh, Floors Country Store over there in in Helotus on the outside of San Antonio. So if you're uh, in the area, uh, San Antonio area, please come out and watch us. It's going to be a party. I know we're looking forward to throwing down. Um, most of everybody we've talked to is pretty excited about it. So by all means, come join us. It's going to be a full house. Um, 
probably going to be a sellout. So if you're going to get tickets, I'd jump on those pretty quick. So just opportunities, exciting opportunities to do all that. Um, well, yeah. and go have fun and listen, you know, listen to them when they're done. Have fun listening to Muscadine, but you can yeah. buy Rob a beer while you're while you're all listening to Muscadine. Yeah. Well, so they got beer, they got whiskeys and wines of the best. They got everything there. So definitely come and hang out. Should cold be a lot beer. of fun. Cold beer. Gotcha, cold beer. Cold beer. Cold beer. But yeah, we're excited about that one. Uh one other uh announcement I get to make uh that I'm excited about. So we have a brand new band. That's going to be a side project that we're going to start kind of here in December, January, uh, during that time frame when Carson's taking a break. Uh, he's going to be pretty much taking the entire back half of December off and a good chunk of January, especially early January. He's going up solo to Steamboat to do some acoustic shows. So the rest of us are going to form a band down here. Uh, it is. It, yeah, it's called Fat Cactus. Are you guys finally doing Polka? With no polka. No, we're not doing polka, man. No, no. Texas, Texas country polka. Yeah, no, what we're doing, we're doing 90s and 2000s country. So we're talking, we're talking Gary Allen. We're talking um, Tim yeah, McGraw. Are you, are you, are you, oh, so it's like an all cover band. Yeah. So uh, if you've never heard, uh, for anybody watching on YouTube, uh shirt I'm wearing today is Peaches and Cream. Uh, Peaches and Cream is a phenomenal cover band that existed for a little bit uh it was uh jody bartula who is cody johnson's fiddle player uh joey prusky who's cody johnson's bass player and they had a drummer and the as a trio they did nothing but 90s covers under the band name peaches and cream they'd play at the tap they would play a few other spots kind of in and around but it was it was a lot of fun i thoroughly enjoyed it and they said you know come out dress up in your best 90s you know, Western throwback clothing. Like we're just going to turn this into a nineties honky tonk for the night. It's great. So my, the first thought in my head is the Brooks and Dunn shirts. Yes. Exactly that. Like go watch old videos of kicks Brooks wearing that gaudy over the obnoxious shirt. I mean, those type of things, man, we're leaning hard into it. So if you have not had a chance um, to go out and enjoy just some nice old 90s, 2000s era throwback country music. Uh, we are going to form that band and have it rolling pretty quick. Once again, called Fat Cactus, P-H, Fat Cactus. And uh, we are very, very excited to get that rolling uh, down the road here very soon. So uh, planning on gigs starting in December, January, and then you know, kind of fill in gigs during our downtime. Which is essentially well, what they like did. A, yeah, that's what they did with like Cody Johnson. Yeah, sounds like a, such a fun side project. What was y'all's name again? Fat Cactus. Fat Cactus. Yep, with like PH, Fat Cactus. No, no polka. Like, no polka. 90s, 2000s country. No polka, no. sorry. Well, you know, the questions always know if you don't ask, so. Hey, you know what? Hey, if, you, if you're ever around Belleville, there is a station down there that is nothing but polka all the time. I kid you not. I will it's... do everything in my power to avoid driving through Bobo. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we discovered it one day. Carson put it on the radio. I'm like, these guys just are playing polka. He said, that's all they do is polka. Very, very German. I'm like, I can respect that. Yeah. I, I can yeah, respect you, that. I can, I can absolutely respect it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if, hey, you've got the audience for it. Play it. 
So what are you guys basically like standing up now and trying to get practicing it now? So when like the December and January layout comes, you guys can actually do shows or pretty much. Yeah. Uh, all of us are working through songs right now. I mean, we we've currently built it out where it's going to be like a 90 minute set, but we're going to sit around and, you know, kind of BS through songs and laugh and goof off and joke and enjoy it. But um, I'm up front playing acoustic um, and then rest of the band is going to be playing their standard instruments Our tour manager, John Prusky, JP, he's going to be playing bass and we're going to have um, Travis playing steel, a couple electric guitars, chase on drums. So running six piece for this. Thing. I, I feel like when you're doing like a full blown cover band, because it, well, and you're not like a band that covers one band, right? No, we're going to be yeah. covering a bunch right, of stuff. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like you almost get to rotate because so many different voices like when you're really trying to recreate, like yes. especially the '90s and 2000, yeah. early 2000s, I feel like everybody gets it's it's a fun project because everybody really gets to like toss in, like toss their hat in the ring on it, mm -hmm. you know, and have fun with it. Right. That sounds like it's gonna be a blast. Well, it's and you know, for me, I'm technically the quote unquote front man playing acoustic guitar, but I'm not the only one singing lead on every song. Like everybody's gonna rotate singing, yeah, which is not, cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like different yeah. different people have different strengths and, and to try and like truly cover it as best as possible, not just cover the song, but try and truly sound like you're covering like even the artist, not just uh -huh. the not just song. That's fun. Yeah, you'll have to keep us updated on that. I definitely will. So um and we'll we'll be posting about everything. We'll be posting everywhere. So as soon as you see it. Also, it's on Instagram. Follow it at that.cactus.band. It's on Instagram. So please go check us out on there. Uh, the logo is glorious if you go check it out. I designed it. Please go love it. Anyway. Now I'm scared. Oh, no, it's great. I promise. It's it's phenomenal. Um, But yeah, so rest of the week. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to be here working on that stuff. You know, taking care of work at the house. You're going to be doing the same. And uh, moving forward into the next week as we get set to take on South Carolina and hopefully right the ship. So if you uh, follow us on all the socials, uh, Rob the Slapper on Twitter, on Instagram, follow Roy May 15 over there. Uh, be sure to follow our account if you aren't already. Um, and as we go forward, I let's just, just go have some fun, man. I just I just pulled up your band on uh, on Instagram. Yeah? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, pretty okay. good right okay hey it's fun hey but you know what i just did i just followed him Bad doctor heck doctor. yeah all right we're doing okay so, so be sure yeah. please please go follow us guys we're, we're excited about that but hey enjoy the bye week enjoy the extra time maybe bye week is, is the weekend where you know because there's no football home or away that you actually go do something uh specific with your family you're gonna take a little vacation but yeah um, i just hope everybody has a great week enjoys the beautiful weather um for the bye week for next monday we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming south carolina game uh, we won't probably i don't like doing a ton of recaps on the other football games just because it's not my not my school not my problem uh, but uh if you guys got anything you got, you'd like us to talk about next week, uh, you know, on top of doing a South Carolina dive, um, yeah, just let us know. Drop a drop a DM on any one of the socials, uh, and we'll address it. And it can pretty much cover anything except for politics. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it should be okay. So, um, be yeah, we're very excited. Keep on yeah, rolling. That, that, so that band sounds like a ton of fun. All right, I'm looking forward to it, man. All right, you guys have a wonderful week. Gig them. Yep. Beat the hell out of the bus. Yeah.
Jacob. <laughs> <laughs>